In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The sermon today will be divided into three parts. Part one is a short acknowledgement of St. Gregory Palamas, whom we commemorate today. A request has been conveyed to me asking if I would present to the parish the speech I gave at my ordination. So part two, I will, re- I will represent the ordination speech. And then I will finish with part three, a short sermon on today's gospel reading. Part one. Today being the second Sunday of Great Lent, we celebrate and commemorate our father among the saints, Gregory Palamas, who was a monk of Mount Athos and later became Archbishop of Thessalonica. He was a preeminent theologian and a prominent a proponent of Hesychatic theology. He is famous for his defense of Hesychast spirituality, the uncreated character of the light of the transfiguration, and the distinction between God's essence and energies. His feast days in the church are November 14 and the second Sunday of Great Lent, as the sun as the Sunday of St. Gregory Palamas, which we celebrate today. Part two, the ordination speech. Father John Bear, in one of his lectures last year, talked to us about living our lives backwards. We only know the present, the past we have remembrance of, the future is an unknown. It is by looking backwards to where we have been that we make sense where we are going. When I reflect backwards on my journey, I can see signposts of God's guidance in my life leading me to this moment today. My first experience of orthodoxy was in my my early teenage years. Each Sunday between 11 and 12 o'clock, there was a televised worship service on the ABC. I noticed in the TV guide that there was to be an Orthodox liturgy, so I turned it on and sat and watched. The service made an impression on me and has stayed with me ever since. Quite a few years later in my early 20s, while on an art study tour, we first visited Greece. It was my first time entering an Orthodox church. I remember entering the ancient church at Daphne and my eyes were drawn up to the dome where you were confronted by a huge pantocrator in mosaic. It was magnificent, confronting, overwhelming and awe-inspiring. For Christmas, we were at Argos, so a group of us decided we would like to go to a service. 5 a.m. we arrived at the church. The priest and chanter had just begun orthros, matins. At that point, we were the only people in the church. Gradually, the church filled to overcapacity. It was my introduction to to three-hour services. It was on this trip that I acquired my first icon, St. Nicholas. Later, I was attending the Anglican parish of St. Peter's Eastern Hill. The parish priest, Father John Baton, who was later consecrated bishop, conducted classes in icon writing. I enthusiastically joined the classes. 
It was in this environment that I started to be introduced to Orthodox theology. I remember reading The Orthodox Way by Metropolitan Callistos, and each day rushing home from work so that I could continue with the reading. My heart was slowly being inflamed. Each night, I would, I would also read the Traperia, Cantacia, and Stacaria from the Festal Menaeon and was struck by the beauty of the poetry. I had never experienced anything like it. One Friday, I heard the amplified chanting coming from the nearby Greek Orthodox Church and so decided to go and have a look. I was met by thousands of candles surrounding the entrance of the church, and emerging from the main entrance was the epitaphion being carried in procession. This was beyond anything I had experienced, so I decided to attend the following night for the Paschal service. I was uplifted. It was through these and many other experiences that I came to realize that it was to the Orthodox Church I was being called. After much reflection and prayer, I knew that I must trust in God and follow where he was guiding me. On Pentecost 1988, I was received into the Orthodox Church. Up until 2010, I was a member of the parish of the Holy Trinity, Russian Orthodox Church, Moscow Patriarchate. With a blessing from Father Igor Filionovsky, I moved to the Good Shepherd Orthodox Mission Antiochian Patriarchate based at Monash University Religious Center. The Orthodox Church has been described by some commentators as the hidden treasure, the pearl of great price. The emissaries to the Tsar reported back to him after the visit to Constantinople where they attended divine liturgy in Hagia Sophia. We knew not where, whether we were in heaven or on earth. It is the richness and depth of orthodox theology, the beauty of the services, the poetry and deep and uplifting theology throughout the services, the sense of sacredness and holiness, the prayer that permeates all aspects of orthodoxy. It is truly a hidden treasure and truly the pearl of great price. In the gospel reading for this day, Mark chapter 2, 1 to 12, we hear the story of a paralyzed man whose caring friends with much effort Bring him to the Lord to be healed. Jesus had just returned to Capernaum. The word had spread throughout the township that he had arrived and was teaching in a house. We hear in the gospel reading that many had gathered so that there was not even room before the door. In the King James Bible, they used the following translation. They could not come nigh unto him for the press. This use of the word press aptly describes how closely packed together the crowd must have been. As the saying goes, 
They were packed in like sardines. When the paralyzed man arrives at the house carried by his friends, they are unable to get through the tightly packed throng to see Jesus. The paralyzed man would not have had the strength to push his way through the tightly packed throng, or even with help. And it would have also been extremely difficult carrying a stretcher through this densely packed throng, for everyone was crammed in as they wanted to hear Jesus' teaching. So what do they do? They overcame this tightly packed throng by climbing onto the roof, made a hole in the clay roof, and lowered the paralyzed man down to Jesus. Now my question for each of us is, what is the press, the the obstacles, that are stopping each of us from encountering Christ? Each of us will have a different answer. It may be, I am far too busy. Just too many things to fit into the day. I need to play computer games hours on end. Of course, I have to spend hours in the shopping center. I have too many shows to catch up on the telly. I need to catch up with all my friends for coffee, lunch, and dinner. I have too many sports to play or attend. And the list can go on and on. It could also be our slovenliness, slovenliness, our arrogance, our pride, our conceit. Also the temptations and expectations imposed on us by the secular society in which we are living. The press that we are contending with may be multiple things. What is the throng, the press, the obstacles that are stopping me from encountering Christ? That is the question to ponder this coming week. If we are not opening ourselves to encounter with Christ, then we are doing ourselves a disservice. Looking at the Gospel reading, we hear that the friends of the paralyzed man had to put effort in for their friend to have an encounter with Christ. They could have quite easily given up and thrown their hands up in the air and said, we give up. They could have passively sat at the crowd-filled doorway, waiting and hoping that maybe Jesus will pass by them in the throng of people and encounter their friend. Instead, they put in effort and climbed onto the roof and dug a hole into the clay roof and lowered him down to Christ. The lesson for us to learn is that it is required of us to put in effort. Climbing on the roof is a high place, and it is from the high place they were able to encounter Christ. As Christians, that is how we should be looking upward to the spiritual, putting effort into elevating our mind to contemplate, to contemplate pure things and the things that God wishes us to know 
but in so doing, open ourselves to encounter with Christ. Now, the clergy have often talked about cafes, confession, almsgiving, fasting, Eucharist, scripture, undergirded by prayer. Great Lent is the ideal time to start readjusting our way of life and putting in effort. Effort in preparing ourselves and going to confession. Effort in giving alms to the poor and needy. For St. John Chrysostom says, if you cannot see Christ in the beggar at the church door, you will not find Christ in the chalice. Effort into fasting and self-discipline. Effort into getting to the divine liturgy on time before the opening exclamation, blessed is the kingdom. Effort into reading scripture. Effort into prayer. It is in all these that there is the potential for encounter with Christ. But as we see today, just as the friends of the paralyzed man did for him, so we also need to put in effort if we are truly desiring encounter with Christ. Amen. Thank you.